Welcome to this podcast on the topic dreams. My name is Angelica and as a belief change coach, I teach my clients and workshop participants to communicate and to work with the subconscious mind and our higher self, which is that deep wisdom and knowing and guidance that we all have inside of us. So I'm wondering whether you notice your dreams and do you listen to the dream messages you receive? Because our dreams provide us access to our subconscious mind and to our inner messenger. Some dreams are prophetic, but most dreams are highly symbolic and offer various levels of meaning and significance. Often the people, the animals and the objects in dreams represent aspects of us. And sometimes we intuitively understand the deeper meaning of the dream. Perhaps we even asked for a message before going to sleep. And other times we might be puzzled about the significance of a dream. But before we can even work with our dreams, we obviously have to remember them. So if you have trouble remembering your dreams, you're not the only person with that experience, but that can be changed. I didn't use to remember a lot of my dreams either, just some very intense ones. So let me share just a few things you can do to remember your dreams more. The more we honor our dreams, the clearer they come in. So the first thing we have to remember is that there are no bad dreams. And that's against what we probably have learned growing up. We might have been told as a child, oh, that was just a bad dream or that was just a nightmare. Don't worry about it. Just forget about it. And what happens? We learn to ignore or even fear our dreams. And if we're afraid of bad dreams or nightmares, we might actually block the messages that are trying to come in. We are ignoring the wisdom of our deeper mind. In fact, dreams tend to come in stronger and more vividly when we need to really listen. Because a nightmare is sure to catch our attention more than a regular dream, right? So with a nightmare or intense dream, our subconscious makes us aware of the urgency of a situation or the importance of an inner conflict. So the first thing to do, if you don't remember your dreams, is to make sure you're not afraid to dream, you're not afraid to remember. We dream every night, but whether we actually allow those dreams to reach the conscious level, that's the question. So one way that you can honor your dreams and remember more dreams is to keep a dream journal. Once I started doing that, I remembered more dreams and more details. And you can have fun picking out a beautiful notebook. I got a notebook as a gift from a friend. And then write down your dreams in that journal and start noticing the symbols, the patterns, the messages. Be curious about your dreams. When you go to bed at night, you can set a clear intention that you want to remember your dreams. And if you know how to, to use a belief change process, you can balance certain statements at a subconscious level. For example, I remember my dreams clearly, or it is safe for me to remember my dreams clearly. If you don't know how to change a belief at a subconscious level, you can at least use these statements as affirmations and to set a clear intention. Another tip I have is to keep a notepad or tape recorder, a digital tape recorder by your bedside. 
so that you can just jot down or record your dreams before you get up. Because once we move the big muscles of our body, we very quickly lift out of the alpha state into better brain wave activity and often forget our dreams at that point. So before you get up and you go to the washroom, record your dreams. It also helps a lot when you wake up gently instead of being startled by an alarm. So alarm clocks that gently bring you out of a dream state into the waking state are much better when we want to remember our dreams. I usually wake up to a very gentle, melodic, quiet tune of an app on my phone and the phone is at the other end of the room. But there's also alarm clocks that slowly go up in volume or have a nice soothing nature sound. Sometimes I actually use an alarm clock that wakes me up with birds singing so or something else that is gentle rather than being startled awake by rock music or the news on the radio. And once you remember parts of your dreams, you can work with them. And one way of working with dreams would be to go into a meditation and ask about different aspects of the dream to find out what they represent and what message you're being given. Another way, and that's what we do in the dream workshop, is to use muscle testing or energy testing is another word for it, or to employ a pendulum to explore a dream further. If the dream is long and convoluted, it helps to map it out. That means you're going to write the dream down and you're going to mark different aspects to muscle test or energy test what you need to look at first and what it means. And I teach dream mapping in my workshops. To explain a little bit how different parts of us show up in our dreams, I would like to just give you a very quick intro to the different personality parts we all have. When we grow up, we learn to identify with different personality parts. And there's also personality parts which we have learned to disown. But they're still affecting us as what we call shadows. So how this works is we come into this world vulnerable. That little baby, little child is vulnerable. And our primary personality parts, which we develop and identify with as we grow up, they protect that vulnerability. To survive in this world, we need those strong personality parts. And they could show up as being smart, being a caregiver for others, being strong, being angry, and so on. And the objective of our primary selves is to protect the part in us, which we call the inner child. And those primary selves we have learned to identify with could be power selves, which allow us to protect our vulnerability by being angry or aggressive or controlling. So moving into that power energy, or they could be ambitious selves, which help us to be successful, make money, or they could be pleasing selves or gentle selves, which make us lovable to the people around us. And the part inside of us which we need most in our relationships, though, is our inner child. We all have a little girl or little boy inside. And what I mean by that 
It's this authentic loving self that we're born with. That's the part that allows us to be vulnerable and intimate. It's actually the part we fall in love with in the other person. In our society, it's part of the process of growing up that our power selves, like the successful self, the intellectual self, the controlling self, the angry self, the perfectionist self, the pleaser self, and so on, they protect the inner child from getting hurt. So it's a necessary process. But during this process, the inner child gets buried and we can lose our ability to experience intimacy. If we over-identify with one or more of those power selves, we might find it difficult to be authentic and vulnerable with others or to let somebody emotionally get close to us. Or if we over-identify with our pleaser self, we also lose track of our own needs, our own inner child and the fears and needs this inner child has. And dreams often bring up our disowned selves. For example, when you dream of a baby or young child, and that could be a child in your life that you know, or it could just be a generic baby or child, it might represent your own inner child. And the dream can then give you a message about how the little girl or little boy feels. So I want to give you a couple of dream examples in regards to children. These are real dreams, real clients. The names are changed and I have permission to share them. So the first dreamer is Caroline. She's a 35-year-old woman who is an introvert and who has just gotten married six months earlier. She has experienced several life changes, getting married, moving to a different province and getting a new job. And this is Caroline's dream. I'll read it out to you. I was at a party with many people I didn't know. I did not like to be there. It was a gathering I felt obligated to attend. The party was at the house of my friend. Her little daughter, Lily, who is about five, became very cuddly. She wanted to hide in my arms and be carried around. She fell asleep in my arms. My husband and I were asked to get something from the grocery store. I put the sleeping Lily in the back of our car. After we had been to the grocery store, I didn't feel like going back to the party and we started going home. Suddenly I realized that I had not asked permission to bring Lily with us. I called her mother, my friend. I felt ashamed that I forgot to ask her and I didn't tell her that we had already driven halfway home. Instead, I pretended we were still at the grocery store. I told her Lily wanted to come home with us, even though Lily was asleep. While I was talking to her mother, I realized Lily had no suitcase. I said, does she really need her suitcase? And her mother replied, she was very attached to her special PJs and her own little electric toothbrush. She wouldn't be happy at our house without it. I felt guilty that I hadn't considered that. So the little girl in Caroline's dream represented her inner child because amidst all the life changes Caroline had, that was moving, getting married, a new job, she had ignored that vulnerable part inside. Her little girl inside, inside 
was showing up as very cuddly, longing to feel safe. The little girl was put into the car asleep, about to be transported to another environment without the comforts she so needed, her PJ, her toothbrush. So we muscle tested which aspects of the dream had priority to look at and what needed to happen. And it turns out that the PJs and toothbrush represented some of Caroline's belongings, which she had left behind in the other province with her parents. And she decided to have her parents ship some more items that she missed. The dream was also a message to cut herself some slack in regards to meeting new people and making new friends. Uh, the party in the dream, she really didn't like being there, but she was putting a lot of pressure on herself to make new friends and acquaintances really quickly in the new environment. And the third thing that was important for Caroline uh, with the dream was to talk openly to her husband about feeling homesick and about all the changes and challenges they were both experiencing. And even though sometimes life changes are happy changes, like getting married, uh, moving your home, um, having a new exciting job, even though they might be so-called happy events, there's grieving going on for us and we need to process the emotions. Now, not all dreams about children are about the inner child. Here's a second dream I want to share with you. Katarina is a businesswoman in her 40s. And she is in a business partnership that's coming to an end. And surprising for her. And the project she has been working on with her business partner is not complete yet. So this is her dream. In my dream, I was giving birth to a baby with great pain and struggle. The baby was stillborn, which I had a knowing about earlier. It was born almost black in its face, as if it suffocated when I was trying to deliver it. Now, if we take this dream literal, it sounds awful, but dreams are symbolic. So knowing Katarina's situation and the context of the dream... What do you think this baby represents? The baby represents the business venture of a project that ended surprisingly when the partnership ended. The project was not born before the partnership ended, but it died. So once understanding this through the energy testing, we then muscle tested or energy tested priorities for Katarina. The first priority was that she needed to grieve, grieve this partnership, grieve this ending, and to believe in being able to deliver the next project with somebody else successfully. The second priority was that instead of having an experience of pain, birthing something new, this new project, that next time she would be able to have an experience of joy. So these are a couple of dream examples and we will be talking about other dreams at the workshop and you're also invited to bring your own dreams. The next dream workshop will be happening on December 9th and 10th 2017. That's a Saturday and Sunday. An early bird for this workshop is this coming Friday, November 18th. 
And this workshop is actually very special for me because it's an exciting collaboration with a woman, with a friend whose artistic talents I truly admire and whose awareness and heart-centeredness I very much appreciate. I'm teaming up with the spiritual artist Susan Weber for this next dream workshop. In this workshop, I'm going to teach you how to work with the messages in your dreams. And Susan is going to make a beautiful dream catcher with you. You get to take your own piece of artwork home. And you can either keep it for yourself as you work on your dreams, or you can give it to somebody as a gift with the holidays coming up. We are going to offer this workshop in Lowville, that's Burlington, in a beautiful place in the middle of nature. And on my YouTube channel, there are a couple of two-minute videos on this location if you want to check it out. Just look for Angelica Baum or Green Door Relaxation on YouTube and you'll find those short videos. Meanwhile, if you want more information on the workshop, you can, of course, contact me or go to my website to check out what you will be learning in detail. My website is greendoorrelaxation.net. My phone number is 905-286-9466 and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me again for the next podcast. Have a wonderful day.